You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Thanks so much for tuning into this mini-sode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Kara Cooper. And I'm Jessica Rush. And joining us today is someone who has been seen many times on the Broadway. He is a dad talking loud today. He's been seen in Mamma Mia, Honeymoon in Vegas, Groundhog Day. So funny in that. Anything goes. Most recently, he was seen in Aladdin. Please welcome Raymond J. Lee. Hi, Kara. Hi, Jess. Thanks for having me. So excited Hi. to be here. Hi. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm miming some applause for you, Ray. I'm going to say, yay, hashtag pandemic parent. We're doing yes. it. <laughs> we are doing it for sure. Oh my God. How's it going for y'all over there? Oh, how's just, it going? I mean, you've got just, Ella. Just coffee, remote school. Um, we're hanging in there. You know, it's it's what a year of like, I feel like we live week, day by day, not even week by week. It's like a day by day. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times moment by moment, I feel like. I yeah, mean, tan- things. Tantrum. Yeah. yeah. Tantrum by tantrum. It's like, okay, what mood are you? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, they have so many emotions, right, that they're trying to also navigate within themselves. And um, Ella and Elliot are the in the same grade, first grade, right? Yeah, yeah, first Ella, grade. Yeah, so Ella and Elliot are in the same grade. And then Kara's got Elon, who's, you know, seven, and Finn is almost four, which is crazy. Wow. So they've got all these emotions, but they don't quite know how to tell us about them, right? It's like how to express yeah. it. And- yeah, it's like, how do you decipher what their mood is because clearly something's in their brain so it's like do i use cartoon characters do i use stuffed animals like let's talk about what's happening inside of you you know like what your mind is thinking so right truly truly um we wanted you here today ray we asked you to join us to talk about your journey to parenthood because it is something a little different right i mean let's just start with the fact that you're a gay dad first off right so it doesn't come about um in the most um if we want to say like natural quote unquote you know what i mean yeah um wait will you take us through your journey oh my goodness yes so um me and my husband have been together for a while now and we um when we first started um talking about kids it was like what which road do we go do we foster do we um adopt do we surrogacy and just open adoption and our adoption was the way that we just our hearts kind of geared towards so um luckily i was in mama me at the time and david beach um, a fellow cast member had adopted his beautiful daughters um from an organization called spence chapin so we went to an informational meeting and we signed up <laughs> for classes oh I'm sign on. us up you know sign us up yeah down payment here um <laughs> Um, and it was funny because being the gay dads in the group, it was like, I think four or five other straight couples and they'd gone through the gamut of trying it naturally, um, IVF. And so everybody was kind of in a very serious mood. And here comes me and my husband like, Hey, what's up y'all? Yeah, baby, mimosas work theme. <laughs> brunch, should we have brunch after this? Yes. Anybody watching Housewives? <laughs> and um, <laughs> so we went through the classes and the social worker tests and all this stuff. Um, and uh, we were in the books for about um, two years until our daughter Ella came home. Um, and with Spence Shape and the birth mom or the birth parents pick the adoptive parents. And so it's an open adoption and we get to see her regularly. We saw her actually a couple days ago. Um, she feels like an aunt and we're very lucky, especially being gay dads with a daughter. 
mm-hmm. it's like she, you know she has had had questions like do i have a mommy and you say you do you have a mommy she mm-hmm. you know she couldn't raise you so she picked daddy and papa to be daddy and papa so we she has this support team this parent glam squad right you're making me like tear up at 9 a.m over here oh. this is like <laughs> that's just so sweet i mean that's how special that she that she has you guys and that her birth mother picked you. I mean, clearly it all, the stars aligned. Yeah. We're very lucky. We know how um, we're so, just so grateful. Um, Cause you know, there were days when we were waiting, um, we had three or four final callbacks <laughs> for, for kids. Oh. It fully is no joke. Audition, callback, final callback. You book the job. And when you do book the job, eh, the money might fall through, which is what happened to us once where um, we were picked and the parents decided to, to raise their child. So we went through it all. And there were days that we didn't know if it was going to happen, but we picked each other back up and we're glad we did because our daughter's our world. Oh, I just love that so much. And it sounds like these conversations about, you know, I think people hear open adoption and probably think how hard that might be, right? To balance, yeah. um, you know, their birth parents with with their adoptive parents and how you navigate that but man it sounds like you it's almost happening kind of naturally and intrinsically um as she grows up was there like a moment where you had to have a conversation or did it just kind kind of come about you know i think i think early on my husband and i decided we were just going to be as honest as we could with her because our family is so unique i mean he's (laughs) A European mutt. I'm Korean American. She is um, biracial. Um, so clearly, all three of us are very different. Um, and so we decided just to keep everything honest and open. If she had a question, we were going to do our best to answer it honestly. Um, that was kind of our mentality from the beginning. And we'll see what happens when she's a teenager. But that's I what know. <laughs> I know. But I do have to agree. I mean, I think there's something to just being honest with your children. I mean, clearly speaking to them on a level and giving them information that is uh, appropriate for their age, but to to be honest and open. And that's how you build the trust with your child, I think, so that they yeah. can come to you and they know that it's a safe space, that, that yeah. speaking with their parents um, is a place where they don't have to worry about judgment. That is, you know, yeah. not everyone can do that. Um, yeah. But um, when you're able to, I think that is such a special, a special gift. Oh, thanks, y'all. It's funny because um, there was an instant as she gets older, it's fun to see how she takes our family in and processes the family she has. And there was a one little boy at our playground in Queens who just kept asking, like, where's your mommy? Where's your mommy? And she finally just had and said, I have two daddies. And like just like, let him know. And then he stopped and was like, I wish I had two daddies. Uh, <laughs> You're like, oh, yes, queen, work. Okay, that worked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the answer we would want to hear, right? That. Oh my god, oh my god, and just in a in in Queens, you know, it's like, hey, yeah, yeah it's, it's that's raising a city kid, right? I mean, have you noticed? I know that you guys are uh, displaced to a certain degree, right? So many mm-hmm. of us are. We've left the city to sort of just be you know, in, in a, in a world where there's more space and more air. And, um, if we have the privilege of being able to do that, and I know you guys are upstate now, right? So does Ella have playmates upstate at all to do outdoor? How is that going right now? Um, so yeah, so we were in Queens and we decided to be up here just because, um, we are fortunate to have a vacation home up here, um, that we were renting out and now we're not, but, um, there's a yard 
there's just ample space. You can actually run around. Um, we have a tiny pool, so we were able to teach her how to swim. Um, when it comes to playmates, we decided she's getting bored of her dad's, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> how can we find friends? Um, and luckily, as things have opened up here, um, we enrolled her in karate and gymnastics, and their teachers are very good about masks and social distance and um, sanitizing. So, so we've started that, and she's started to um, meet other kids her age. And school has started, so she's starting to see her friends on Google. And in about a week or two, they'll be going two days a week in school, three days remote. So so you enrolled her up there. Yeah, she's fully enrolled here now. Wow. Because wow. New York City schools, they weren't sure what was happening, and they kept delaying oh, it. Ooh. Yeah. So. It's a bit of a mess. Yeah. It's a bit of a mess. Yeah. Definitely. And I don't I – mean, I, I mean, the administrators and, and the teachers and everybody trying to figure this out, I have so much compassion for them because it is yeah. – an impossible situation. Yeah, um, yeah. But but it does kind of feel like New York dropped the ball. Our principal of our elementary school is one of the fiercest, fiercest ladies ever. Like she's such a kick-ass principal. And I just know she's dealing with all sorts of stuff from higher end. And, yeah. and I mean, the biggest thing of us being up here was that we took public transportation to school and right. it was like crowded and there's just no way we could do that with a pandemic. So that was a, a big reason to come up here and move. Yeah, Eric and I were just talking about the subways yesterday, actually. He was like, remember remember the subways? Remember how crowded they were? He was like, because you just, I think now that now that we're in this position, we think about how often we share the air closely with strangers and people we don't know. And yeah. it starts to really, uh, you realize, oh, wow, yeah, that was, that won't be happening for, mm, I think it will forever change us, to be quite honest. Like, I don't think... Most of us will get on an airplane now without having a mask in our back pocket. Like, I really mm-hmm. do think you're going to, we're going to move about the world a little differently, you know? Yeah. It's funny how fast it changes too, because I was in the city last week and um, I guess I was so um, numb to how close people are in the city and being away from it. When I went back, I was like, people are too close. People are too <laughs> So it's, it's interesting. What are you guys doing um, to, I don't even know what your husband does for work, so we should cover that, but what are you doing to keep yourself sustained, fulfilled, um, supporting a family? What are you doing during this time to kind of piece it all together? Yeah, because Ray Lee does all the readings. (laughs) Normally, Ray Lee is like the go-to featured actor in the readings. I mean, I'm, truly, for a fact, you're always doing a reading. If there's a reading, it's Ray Lee. He's there. Yep. So what's happening now? <laughs> I remember when I first started my career, I was like, okay, if I can hit a B and I'm ethnic, I think I can carve out some sort of niche. I remember like, okay, so I worked on my high B and luckily I can still hit it. But <laughs> well, You've done it. That's you, true. You've got to find your niche, honey. Girl, Good on you. Get that tenor. Um, no, we've been, uh, my, my husband's a muggle. Um, he used to work for Accenture and, um, when all this happened, he was lucky to uh, be up here and work remote. Um, there was a fast learning curve. So he's been able to do that and help pay bills. Um, I was in the middle of, uh, doing the Britney Spears musical, which I'm like, damn you 2020. Oh God. 
that's like dream musical. I'm a gay boy from the 90s. Like, how dare you take this away from me? <laughs> Literally, like living your best life in that, I'm sure. Like, we did a costume fitting and like, it, I, I looked like a pop star. Like, I was living every just... Dreams. You know, dreams. I was legit Brit- Britney Spears for Halloween one year. Like, <gasps> the the, ple- the red pleather. Yes, you were, Kara Cooper. Oops, and I did you it looked again. hot, I'm sure. Oops, I did yes. it again. Well, how far into yeah. the process were you guys when that happened? We were like the second or third week of rehearsal. I think we had finished, you know, staging act one. Um, And once, you know, once they shut down Broadway, it was like, oh, we know what's about to happen. And I I know Eric, too, with Fly, we were like wondering what was going to happen to. Yeah. Yeah. Fly down here in La Jolla. I mean, it's just everything shut down. When when Broadway shut down, I was, you know, I was doing Tina. And so we got the notice first that Broadway was shutting down. And Eric's like, come out here. You know, because we thought, okay, La Jolla, like the show might shut down, but maybe they'll at least finish the week. They had literally just opened two days before. Mm-hmm. And um, and we thought they'll finish the week at least. And then a few hours later, he called me and he was like, nope, we're Ooh. done. It's done. So it's mm-hmm. been, uh, the I think the the degree and the speed at which everything was just taken away from yeah. our industry has yeah. been there's whiplash to that and i think there's real trauma and grief that so many of us aren't you know i think it comes out in fits and spurts right like some you know yeah. you have your emotional days but i think yeah. that's something that i don't uh, that hasn't really um been talked about enough to be honest it's hard cuz me and my husband cuz he's a muggle and you know his office job which he's passionate about it's just not who he is if that makes any sense versus what we do it's like it's who we are it's part of our soul so not being unable to do that. I, you know, I'm, you know, I have a microphone, so I try and do some covers. I try and do some gigs here and there, but there's nothing like actually being on a stage and feeling like your soul is being used on earth that yeah, nothing will ever replace that. Yeah. It's so funny when you were doing the canned applause, Jess, like when you're clapping your hands, like I thought to myself, when will that be a thing again? When will people sit in a space and show their love for what's happening on stage that way? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that energy exchange and how incredible it is. I just, when yeah. will that be? <laughs> when will and, that and be? I, and I hang on to the day that it will come back. It will come back. And can you guys imagine like what that day is going to oh be my like? God. I it's thought about be. that. I mean, it's like, you know, I know we're all hoping and assuming that when it comes back, you know, for sure, like Tina comes back. Cause yes. you know, Adrian Warren was giving you a fierce, performance that needs not be missed she needs a tony for that shout out but but mm-hmm. i was talking you know i thought she the show starts and the curtain rises and she's sitting with her back to the audience center stage um chanting and oh. you can hear and it's it's takes place at her concert in brazil and you can hear tina tina and like the chant of like the crowd mm-hmm. and i just thought i get chills thinking about when that curtain goes up the first time like what the response will be from the audience watching that and like we're back and how emotional that will be you know it just it's oh i can't wait uh, it's I, gonna be 15 minutes of people i feel like everyone's gonna cry she's gonna yeah. everyone's gonna cry the audience is gonna probably get on their feet because they've been waiting so long for it it's gonna be magical so. Yeah. And people are wanting it. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, if nothing else, I think it's making people even more aware of how vital the arts and live performance are yeah. to humanity and to our culture, at, you know, at large. I mean, it's, it's, it's a connection that is unlike anything else. Yeah. Agreed. 
I even I wasn't in a show when the shutdown happened and I want to be in the audience of a show when it comes back. You know, most likely my husband's at the Book of Mormon. So I've th- I've yeah. said to him, I was like, when you're back, I'm in the audience. Like we'll figure out who's taking care of the kids, but I need to be I need to feel that. I need to yeah. feel that energy in the theater. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, oh, I know. Oh, I'm just like I just feel it. Yep, yep. Amen. Yep. We're gonna hold on to that hope. Mm-hmm. So you're doing all the things, you're like juggling all the balls, you're doing some covers, you're doing a little bit of this, a little bit of yeah. that. Yeah, it's so funny because I, I, it's it's like, what are y'all doing? It's like, I don't get a chance to, I feel like socialize. I feel like we're all like in our pods. So it's like, I, I will take all the advice on what are y'all doing as well to like stay relatively sane when it comes to art. Well... <laughs> I mean, I, I just, a lot of this, a, a lot of this, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of the, yeah, a lot totally. Of I mean, and Elliot and I, <laughs> right. I mean, there was a lot of rosé and a lot of triscuits and cheese at the beginning. And yep. then I decided can't, this can't be, this is not sustainable, but I was like, I have to, you know, I have to rein it in. But, um, Elliot and I actually started a bead business recently, a beaded bracelet business. It's called Ivy and Clark. We had been making bracelets and doing lots of, I mean, I'm sure the activities are abundant at your home as well with like trying to oh. keep them occupied here, yeah one, and so give me one here let me um. <laughs> he's getting up he's getting he's as you speak of activities no joke this is what this is like i mean <gasps> yes oh yes yarn or is that the yarn latched rug yarning <laughs> it's, it's we're looking it's, at a fabulous fox everybody and like a yeah. like on a piece of rug just so I'm you know i'm pretty sure i saw that on your instagram guys so y'all need to hit ray's instagram uh and and check that out because it's really pretty but yeah like the crafting the crafting and the activity so elliot and i have been making bracelets for her friends and just for fun and so i made some for myself that had like breathe on it and mama Ooh. and um and we thought why not why not spread the love and spread the joy so we started ivy and clark and and that's what we're doing. That's a big part of it. But I think that for a while, nobody really wanted, most of us, everyone responds differently, right? I mean, some mm-hmm. people right out of the gate were doing stuff. And I remember Eric saying, my husband saying, they're going to tire out. This is like the beginning. And then they're going to be tired. He's like, so, because I felt like, oh, I need to be doing stuff. We need to be doing concerts. We need to be putting ourselves out there. Yeah. And then it, you just realize, no, you know what? It's okay. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. I feel like I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like I just now feel ready to reenter like the audition world and all of that. Like I, I needed a big minute away. Jessica knows like I, you know, the caretaking of the kids and just figuring out life and what that looked like for us. Um, And my kids are also now back in school and I do feel Mm -hmm. like a sense of freedom and a more like returning to focusing on myself a little bit more. Um, which has been incredible. But I also, I teach fitness. I, I, I'm a personal trainer. I've been a personal trainer for a long time and I always do it when I'm not in a show. Do you know what I mean? It's like my side hustle. So I'm doing that now much more regularly, which is good for my, you know, endorphins and my mental health. So yeah, just, you know, doing a little bit of everything. I feel like (laughs) like working on yourself, like giving yourself finally that attention after having a survived pandemic parenting and be the business just being on hiatus. Well, and I think coming to terms with just the fact that this is going to go on for a while, you know, I think you have to get to a point. We for sure did Eric and I, um, where it just, we, we came back, we went to see family in August. And when we got back, it felt like there had been a shift of like, Mm -hmm. okay, 
-hmm. We have to thrive as best we can in the present moment of where we're at, because Mm -hmm. I don't think Broadway will be back for a good long while, even longer than what we're wanting to think, you know? So um, we have to figure out how to exist in a world without live theater, which is, like you said, it's our soul. It's our passion. And um, so that's, we're all just doing the best we can, right? Are you guys planning to now be up there for indefinitely? I think indefinitely we'll be up here. Um, uh, I will try, you know, once Broadway does open up and if, you know, if and when I'm employed, I will go back and forth. Um, but we're enrolling her in school here. We're, we're going to finally make the life here that I think my husband has really been wanting. Um, and yeah, in the meantime, we're just, you know, trying to stay sane, whether it's, you know, latch drug activities. And I, again, tried to figure out the voiceover world. So I've been, you know, putting some energy into that. But there was a, good time where I just, you know, had to remind myself we're living in a pandemic and I'm also a parent. So I need to give myself a break instead of trying to keep up with everybody, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that is a very different life, you know, not to take anything away from the experiences of people who don't have children during this time, but particularly these first six months were a lot for those of us who, um, you know, who were doing that, who were pandemic parenting. And so, to the part of us who are artists had to sort of take a backseat for a minute, right? To figure that yeah. out. Um, I remember, and we can't. I remember, keep up. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Like, I remember reading um, statuses of friends who were like, I have so much time. Like, what do I do? And I was like, told my husband, like, what? I want that problem. <laughs> what is this time of which you speak? <laughs> yeah. When they'd be like, I just woke up from my, my, you know, that nap was so good. I'm like, a nap? What? What is a nap, people? Oh, my God. Oh my you, God. I'm, you wake I'm, up refreshed. What does that yeah. feel like? I know. I know. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, it's, I think that not that being a parent, a working parent in normal times wasn't, that wasn't difficult also, but at least mm-hmm. we tended to have something else to take our, our energies away from, you know, from full-time parenthood, you know, you could yeah. go and have your own, you know, I would go to the theater and I would have time yeah. to myself on the subway and I would, yeah. I have no time to myself. Commuting. Commuting is me time. Yeah. Like that is so essential. Yeah. And there is no commuting. (laughs) I'm right there with you, Kara. There's no commuting. Exactly. (laughs) Even at the dressing room, like it was nice to like not have to make sure, you know, I mean, make sure like I always have to make sure my daughter's alive. I'm always paranoid. But at the dressing room, you're like, oh, we can just kiki. How was your date? What are you eating? Right. Did you watch the Avengers? <laughs> yeah. With yeah. no little person interrupting the conversation constantly. <laughs> you used to pee when the most amazing thing is happening on screen. Daddy, I need to pee. Like, now! <laughs> You're finding the next Infinity Stone. Now you need to pee. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, we're doing the best we can, right, Ray? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're doing the best we can and being present. Um, yeah. And can I actually add one thing, ladies? Is that okay? Can because I think the number one question I always get about adoption is I just want to tell people to, to, to stay strong. That's a theme with adoption. Um, it doesn't go the way you planned, but it ends up being way better than you could have ever thought in your head. And the trials and tribulations are worth it because once your kid comes home, you don't remember that other stuff. So stay strong to anyone out there that's going through the process of adoption. Oh, I love that, Ray. Thank you. Of course. Thanks for having me.
Yeah, for sure. For sure. And we will um, tell everyone just in case they don't look at the, at the info, what is, where can they find you? Um, my uh, Instagram and Twitter handles at Raymond J Lee. And yeah, you'll see pictures of either me, my daughter, or just gay dad life. So, well, I love gay dad Fox, life. Fox yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we love the gay dad life. Thank yeah. you so much, Ray. Be well and enjoy uh, enjoy the space and the time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. Special shout outs to Rachel Spencer Hewitt for our fabulous graphic, Kristen Anderson Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Ward Weber for our awesome theme song, our producers Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. If you like what you're hearing and you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and of course, subscribe and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.